Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Liftoff with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you are with yourself in answering the questions that come up for you, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Greg Hebert. How are you doing, Greg? And where are you hanging out right now? Fantastic. It's great to be with you. I am uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, fantastic. It's a pleasure having you here today. Thank you. Greg Hebert is the co-founder of Leadership Forward, a leadership education and consulting company. His commitment to profound change in people and organizations comes from long service as a leader and mentor. With an eclectic span of experiences, including West Point, the United States Army, Harvard Business School, Egon Sender International, Bell South and McKinsey and Company, Greg's coaching approach incorporates deep levels of authentic and courageous dialogue to create conditions for personal and organizational transformation. Greg resides, as you just said, in Atlanta, Georgia, with his beloved wife, Claudia, and is a proud father and grandfather. Congratulations to all that. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wonderful. And I think your mission uh, of 3E to engage, educate, and excel is remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Greg. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. So shall we do it? Yeah, please. I, I look forward to it. Here we go. So first I'm interested in who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure many of your listeners uh, have, have heard of the concept growth mindset. Uh, Professor uh, Carol Dweck in, in uh, Stanford uh, wrote a wonderful book uh, uh, about that uh, notion. And it's, it's clients who uh, have important roles, responsibilities. And in those roles and responsibilities, they have a uh, growth mindset that says that they are completely open to uh, continuous improvement, seeing each day as an opportunity to, to make the world and themselves a little bit better. So Uh, I, I have an opportunity to give a leader uh, 360 results uh, after our, our time together is finished. And he embodies these wonderful qualities of, of using uh, stakeholder assessment and feedback to help him be even more remarkable. So for me, uh, a client who shows up uh, highly coachable, wanting to be uh, the, the most effective person and leader they can possibly be for the others they serve, support, lead, and love is, uh, for me, the ideal client. <laughs> and what's the biggest challenge they face in these uh, situations? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's multi-varied, but um, uh, in the military, we, we used to use a concept that's it's, uh, often used now in business called VUCA, V-U-C-A, and it stands for uh, environments that have high volatility you know, tremendous change, uh, incredible issues of uncertainty. You don't know what's coming at you next. Uh, the um, C is com for complexity, that uh, complexity looks at that we don't really fully appreciate what causes what. We, we just know there's, there's all of these unintended consequences happening. And A is ambiguity, that there is just so much 
uh, pressure on leaders to be decisive, to make decisions, to solve problems. But but the, there's all of these conditions of VUCA that make it incredibly challenging. I mean, just to give you a, a sense, yesterday I spent three hours with a middle leadership team of a healthcare system that had been destroyed by a hurricane. Uh, they, they have a temporary roof. Um, I asked everyone in that room how many uh, suffered damage to your own personal homes. Every hand went up. And, and what's remarkable is they're still committed. They're still striving to be good leaders, but they have experienced tremendous personal and professional challenges in the last couple of years that have been, I hate to use the word unprecedented, but that's exactly what, what they've been. So that's a lot of uh, pressure, I guess. And uh, being uh, in that room, I think, you know, with your experience, uh, it's good that uh, they have someone like you to can facilitate and just uh, help them in that kind of situation. And, you know, just one of these four, you know, uh, words that you use for the acronym uh, would be enough, I guess, as a challenge, but also kind of like having this 360-degree dimensional uh, perspective is of great value to identify what is really what and where is it coming from. Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you used a word in describing uh, it from my bio where I talk about the importance of authenticity. And and uh, I, I often define authenticity as the, 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 min the minimum of space between what you espouse as your values and what you actually live and what actually people observe and, and can see. And when there's little space, uh, people would say, oh, he's a, he or she is a very authentic leader. And, and part of what I, what I try to approach in my coaching is trying to see the human being uh, in, in all of the, the elements that, that define who they are, not just as leaders, but as parents, as spouses, as friends, as daughters, as sons, as, you know, we, we have all of these many roles and those roles bring about all sorts of expectations and, and issues and challenges and trying to create a safe space for, for leaders to be authentic, to say, you know, I, I got this work stuff down, but, you know, uh, I'm really struggling with uh, my teenage kid, <laughs> you know, whatever that, you know, issue might be. Right. Well, um, you accomplished uh, what not many uh, guests accomplish. I'm already having the shivers. I'm already having the goosebumps. We haven't get to the questions yet. So <laughs> thank you for that. Oh. So my next question is, uh, what are the common mistakes, you know, these folks make when uh, trying to solve uh, that problem? What, yes. What's the approach here? It's yeah. a fantastic question. It's um, oftentimes when I have the opportunity to teach There's two quotes that I will use all the time because they, for me, are powerful uh, in, in, in the wisdom that they emanate. So the first one comes from the Jewish scriptures, the Talmud, that says, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And, and yet one of the most powerful effects of, human, of being human is we tend to believe that our reality is the only reality. Right. And, and, and so I think one of the common mistakes is that leaders... Um, sort of take at face value that what I see is the truth, as opposed to seeing that what I see is a piece of the truth, and that what you see is a piece of the truth, and what others see are pieces of the truth. And so in, in, in uh, my newest book with my colleague, Dr. Dennis O'Neill, we talk about changing altitude. And, and what's so important is we don't know what we don't know, and having the humility and the grace to be able to step back and to go, what's really going on here? 
and, and, and it means I need to go listen to the people actually doing the work. So in the, in the lean Toyota production system, they call walking the gimba, which is just a, a wonderful phrase to make sure that you are getting close to where the work is being done so that the, you have full appreciation for what's really going on and what's their truth and what's their perspective. Uh, the, the other quote that I use comes from the brilliant uh, Viktor Frankl, who wrote you know, probably one of the most amazing books of the 20th century, Man's Search for Meaning. And in, in that beautiful book, he says, between stimulus and response lies the space, and in that space lies the freedom to choose. So, you know, in addition to not um, changing altitude enough to understand what's really going on, I, I, I think leaders sort of taking stock and getting some emotional distance from the, the VUCA environment they may be experiencing to say, you know, <laughs> um, how am I doing in this? And, 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 and can I see uh, and, and connect to the people who are doing this work in, in different ways because I'm being hooked and challenged by the, the environment the way the people that I lead are being hooked and challenged. So it's, you know, creating some emotional distance to be able to see that space that Viktor Frankl describes and then to be as thoughtful and reflective about what does the situation need versus what do I need? Well, this this resonates so much. You can't uh, understand how much because, it, uh, you know, another goosebumps moment for me here. So, um, and the reason is because uh, the, you know, what you just mentioned about Viktor Frankl and there's one other point I want to make uh, briefly is it's so true. I tell also my clients always the, you know, this gap that he describes, you know, that is where, you know, independent free will resides and you always have to have the opportunity, the option. Of course, we are not living in a vacuum, but also depending on the context, but you have the, uh, the option to for, yeah, yeah changing something and uh you know in, in even in the in the harshest uh environments and he's coming from music is a, a concentration camp survivor as you know and so kind of like in these harshest situations environments even then you have that option as for free will and this was really astonishing so it really resonated what you just said thank you and yeah absolutely and the second one is I mean, you're saying, yeah, there's uh, coming back to reality. Uh, so what I say is always like, um, there is no reality. Yeah. There's only <laughs> a map of reality. That's good. That's Each really good. And every like one that. of us has their own unique map of yeah. reality. Yeah. So yeah. I think we, we agree on that one, right? Yeah. Um, I, I was in a session with clients on Monday and one, one talked about, you know, you never know what people are going through. Uh, and it doesn't matter whether you're the CEO or, you know, you're the housekeeper or what, you know, whatever your role is, we, we don't know what people are experiencing. And there's a, a wonderful health system in, in America called Cleveland Clinic. And years ago, they, they, they put these um, empathy videos that if you went to your, your Google browser and just put empathy video, it'll pull up these, these wonderful vignettes of cameras following people walking through a hospital. And, and a bubble over their head of what they're actually going through. And so you, you see this one woman going, you know, just diagnosed with cancer. You see another uh, person, you know, uh, uh, spouse just filed for divorce. Uh, and another woman um, hugging a child going in, never able to have children of her own. So, you know, the videos are beautiful examples of, you know, that, that you just don't know what people have had to overcome and experience 
and 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 what's going on for them. And so having the humility to constantly step back and going, you know, how do how do I really know uh, what what's going on for for them? Uh, especially if I'm in a leadership role responsible for us doing something important. Uh, I, 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 I can't coalesce, I can't build a collaboration if I don't have an appreciation for the uniqueness and the differences and the experiences that have, that have shaped and continue to shape uh, uh, others. Absolutely, I cannot agree more. And uh, it's it's really the importance of listening and uh, asking questions. If if you're not in a state of like knowing, of course, the obvious. And uh, so, so before I ask Greg, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience here. So, if you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So, Greg, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that kind of issue? Um, there's uh, one of the beautiful things that happened in the pandemic is uh, so much of the world is on technology that, that allows them to access the Internet. And, and the Internet has given us, just you know, in, in, in some ways too much information. But there's extraordinary insights out there. And uh, one of the tools that I advocate in the first book I wrote called You Can't Give What You Don't Have is the importance of establishing a habit of gratitude. Um, there, there's a very famous professor at the University of Pennsylvania by the name of Martin Seligman, and he's known as the father of positive psychology. And, and his viewpoint is that um, human beings are wired to hunt for the negative, to hunt for the bad. And so uh, the news is predicated on trying to get us concerned and anxious and frightened. Um, and, and we seek that out because it's a way to, to stay alive and survive. But we have to counter that with hunting for the good. And so I try to start every day with a simple practice of listing at least three things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes the hard days, it may, may be just as simple as I'm glad that the sun came out. <laughs> right? But but to train yourself to hunt for the good. And, and so, you know, there's tons of free resources about how to keep a gratitude journal. Uh, I use an app called uh, Gratitude, and it just allows me to enter at least three or four uh, positive things that I'm grateful for to perhaps post a picture um, that that gave me, you know, something that I was uh, grateful for. So I I think establishing a gratitude practice is one of the easy and profound and free opportunities to give yourself a tremendous gift. Because if the the more that you can live in a space of gratitude and to share that gratitude with others, um, what what's what's wonderful about social capital is that the more you give away the more you have. <laughs> Beautifully said, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. Uh, this is excellent. I love it. So um, what is one valuable free resource uh, that you can direct people to that yes. uh, might help also in the, in the yes. process? Yes. So um, if you go into your browser and you put gratitude video, you will pull up this magnificent five-minute video of this Austrian monk Uh, narrating this, this beautiful scenery around the world. Uh, and, 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 and what his message is, is that um, if we could just be present to what's going on around us at this very moment, 
we might see things and experience things that could give us tremendous joy. So you'll see this images. I mean, it, it begins with this little girl picking her nose and she's like five or six, but she begins from a place of wonder and awe. And, 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 uh, and, and there's a picture of these uh, little boys on a baseball team eating ice cream on a bus after winning a game or this little girl who is going up to a water fountain and the water, you know, uh, splashing in her face and just seeing the joy on her face is, is the essence of this video. And and the, the, the monk's voice is a deep baritone. So uh, the, the imagery, the, the cinematography, the uh, just the narration, it's, it's a gift. And so I've probably shown it to clients you know, hundreds of times. And, and every time I watch it, uh, it, it, it brings me joy. So I, I offer it to uh, your audience that this is just a, a phenomenal way that when you're feeling maybe low, or you need a little pick me up, you know, put in there the gratitude video. <laughs> well, th well, thank you for this beautiful gift. And uh, I don't know, but, uh, you know, is, is there an, another way to uh, to have like a, a beautiful experience? I don't think so. So wonderful. Thank you for sharing, Greg. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Greg, what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Yes. Um, you know, when you asked me about what are my clients' greatest challenges, there, there, there are many. Uh, and, and, and maybe the question would be, what is it in your coaching approach that um, allows you the opportunity to help your clients address those challenges. Uh, and, and, and for me, it's the, uh, every time I, I meet a new human being, like uh, you, you, this is the first time you and I have really met. And, and you're like a puzzle to me, a, a big jigsaw puzzle, a 10,000 piece jigsaw puzzle. And every time we meet, every time we talk is an opportunity for me to go, oh, I've got a few more pieces of of who he really is. So I find uh, that, that one of the things that I can do best to help my clients respond to their challenges is how do I fill in as many pieces of who are you? <laughs> what are your aspirations? What are your needs? What are your dreams? Uh, what, 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 what is it that you want to accomplish in life? And, and, and my role is to help sort of bring out what you already know, as, as well as to say, okay, what, is it, what are the things you don't know And how do we close that gap between what you you want to know and what you know? Uh, and 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 it's it, it it's it's many it, it many paths, um, and 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 many paths are predicated on how you're wired. And and the more that I can be in relationship to your aspirations and needs and gifts and talents and strengths, uh, I think the more that I can be in service to supporting you. Uh, in in whatever you, whatever you aspire to be and to do in your life. Wow, what a what a what a mind blowing and beautiful approach to, you know, getting in touch with new people, and that's the reason, you know, as I said before, we even officially started this interview. Why I admire your over 30, uh, 37 year uh, experience because it shows so easily, oh, and uh, thank you. I'm really thankful for that. Wonderful, thank you. You're welcome. So, Greg, um, this brings me to my final and personal question. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? I had my moment <laughs> was a couple of moments ago already, but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's easy. I, uh, I where I live, I have two daughter who, because they're selling their house and trying to buy a new one, they're they're living with us. But my other daughter uh, just moved out a couple weeks ago because uh, they're now in a new house. Uh, and this oldest daughter, uh, her name is Emily. Uh, three years ago, she had uh, tremendous stomach cancer that required this. 10 hour surgery to remove parts of her colon, parts of her, well, all of her appendix, her ovaries, uh, other places in, in her stomach that the cancer had metastasized to. Uh, and it required a horrendous recovery. Um, and, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, she's cancer free. Um, but one of the things that happened was uh, they they actually went through a fertility process to harvest eggs because they knew they would have to remove her ovaries. Well, anyway, she tried to get pregnant with those that they, they didn't take. So my other daughter stepped up to be the egg donor. And uh, and so last uh, September, uh, little Lucy Marie uh, was born five weeks early. And and uh, Lucy's been in this very space uh, would, would also be her... <laughs> Uh, where she slept at night, uh, where my office is. And, uh, and and when Lucy moved out the other day, um, one, I have this love affair. She's she's uh, 14 months. And uh, uh, I, I think she thinks I'm pretty special. <laughs> so uh, when, when I got to see her last weekend, it had been a couple of days since I see her, she came up to me running. And, and then uh, uh, she's not a big hugger, but she hugged me. <laughs> And and that gave me goosebumps because uh, I call Lucy our miracle baby, and 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 she embodies you know a family that had to come together uh, in in some challenging times, and the, and the miracle of Lucy uh, gives me hope that uh, you know despite all of the craziness in the world we live in, um, children offer us that that somehow God is, is allowing us to continue <laughs> still believes, well, I, you know, I'm going to keep giving you another chance for, for redemption. And, and when children are born, I think it's just another sign of, of hope that, uh, boy, there's still possibilities out there for, for goodness and, and, uh, uh grace to happen in, in, in a world that, uh, seemingly uh, at times is a bit crazy and scary. Wow, very moving, very touching. Um, the miracle of Lucy. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't have hoped for something else. So thank you so much for sharing uh, this beautiful Goosebumps moment. And thank you for our conversation, Greg. It was a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate oh. very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been a privilege to meet you. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.